Good morning. Have you enjoyed service already today? I started to ask earlier, I was thinking about when I got up here saying, how many of you are here today because some of the kids that were up here have you raise your hand, but I don't need to because the smile on your face indicates who you are. I saw several beaming faces out there watching grandkids and nieces and nephews do their their songs today, and once they discover where the screen is, that gets real interesting, doesn't it? It's awesome. Well, we hope you have a great day. Two things we pray every time we come together. Number one is that you'll experience the transformational power of God's presence. We believe that God changes everything. When he shows up in your life, it makes a difference. Two, we pray you'll feel the warmth of God's family. We think the best people in all the world are the ones that come to church particularly here, the ones that come to this church. And we hope you'll feel that, that warmth and that encouragement today. Today's sermon is a lot different. I'm going to give an intro and conclusion, and there's three video presentations in the middle. So I'm just kicking it off, and I'm wrapping it up. But you're going to hear from three of the ministry teams that we partner with. By the way, we're going to give a whole lot more than what we give to these guys during this Christmas season. We'll be helping local ministries, ministries across our state and around the nation, the nation around the world. But particularly, we're focusing on these three today uh, just for your information. So a couple of weeks ago, we kicked this series off, and we called it The Greatest Christmas Gift Ever. And The Greatest Christmas Gift Ever is Jesus. And we said when you get Jesus, you get a lot of other things. It's kind of a byproduct. First of all, you get forgiveness of sin when you get Jesus. Secondly, not only is your sin forgiven, but you're brought back into right relationship. You're restored. You're reconciled to the Father. No longer an enemy. No longer a stranger. And that was all initiated by him. Today, I want to talk about this, that when you accept Christ into your life, you receive purpose and you're equipped to succeed in life. This uh, season, by many people, is called the Advent season, the, the coming of Christ. It's also where the word adventure comes from, a trip or a journey. And the Advent of Christ brought to us four things specifically. We're going to look at three of them today. It brought hope, it brought joy, it brought love, and it brought peace. We're going to look at the first three today. I was... Um, doing different readings this week, and I came across this passage of Scripture from the message. The message is kind of a paraphrase. In certain spots, you got to watch maybe a little bit, a little bit of inference of some things there of a personal opinion. But the way Romans 3 is put together in the message is awesome. We all know Romans 3.23. Most of us do. For all have sinned, and we've fallen short of the glory of God. Well, here's how it says in in the message. Since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners <laughs> and prove that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious life God wills for us. In other words, we've fallen short of the glory of God. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. A pure gift I mean, there was no earning, no deserving. It was a pure gift from God. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by the means of Jesus Christ. God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world to clear the world of sin. Having faith in him sets us in the clear. 
Our sins are covered because of him. There's three groups we're going to look at today, and I'm going to tie a word to each one. The first video you're going to see, uh, I believe, is from, um, from Network 211, and the word for that is hope. Network 211, you'll see video more about it, but here's how it works. A person has gone through a problem, struggle, whatever, and they go online, they begin to search for it, and they have, they have bought the ability to have their references at the top for people to go to and link to and see what's there, and they lead people to Christ. You'll see it in a minute. In the last, I think it's 12 years or so, maybe 14, 50 million people have connected to this site to find hope in a hopeless world. Not only do they find hope, but they, they do the search, then they're presented the gospel, and then there are people, volunteers, you can be one of them, people volunteer to be a one-to-one per connector, and they respond back to the person, their native language, this happens all around the world, then they encourage them to grow in God through discipleship, then to connect to a local church. Isn't that a great ministry? Helping people find God. The second we're going to look at is global university. Global universities involved in several parts of the world. We've given in the past the Cuba Bible College, the Indian College of Ministry, the China Bible College. And now this last year, just a few months ago, they contacted me and said, hey, pastor, would you and your church help lead the charge for the Arab World uh, School of Ministry? People who are in, in, in about 22 countries who are looking to be equipped and trained for ministry, ministry in their local region, many places where it's even outlawed by the government, but they are wanting to be trained and equipped to be effective in ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, if you know me very well, when they asked if we would help with that, I said, let me pray about it, yes. <laughs> there are some things you don't have to pray that much about. There are some things that you know to be the will of God. And God is not willing that anyone perish, but that everybody experience eternal life through Jesus Christ. So when I think about the Arab world and the fact that there are going to be thousands and thousands of people trained in the gospel for ministry, building the kingdom out, the joy that will happen in heaven and on earth when church leaders are trained and equipped for ministry and people are added to the kingdom. Amen. Isn't that exciting? The last topic is love, Bible engagement project. The greatest universal need of humanity is to experience true love. I'm not talking about love just in a romantic sense at all. I'm talking about the love that comes from God. The Bible tells us that God is love. And when we have a deeper awareness of the importance of God's word and we recognize it is life-changing, it is transformational, and it can shape generations to come, we understand its value and importance. On, when you get to Bible engagement, you'll see in the video, but they were trying to do this, very expensive thing they're trying to get done, and they were trying to figure out how to charge for it and how to make it happen. And as they were praying about it, working on it, you'll hear the story in a minute, they said, you know what we need to do? We need to give this away. We seem to believe that God will help us have people come along and contribute to make this a reality. And what will happen is there will be a tool for discipleship that can be used in the church, in the home, 
on your phone. It can be personal. It can be group-wide, helping people grow in their faith. And the goal is that it's going to be available to every church around the world. Not only Assembly of God, but regardless of denomination. And a tool that will help them grow deeper in their understanding and appreciation of God's Word. I think that's three things that I want to be a part of. I'll tell you this again at the end, but we're going to take up an offering today, and you give the offering, and we're going to send to all three of these places. We don't really want you to, to pick the one that you like better, but we're going to give to all of them, and it's going to be a great, great thing. So you're going to see videos, hear songs. I'll come back in a little bit later on and lead us to that point and lead you a chance to respond to God speaking to your heart today. But I'm thankful that Jesus Christ gives us a purpose, and in him we have hope. We have joy and we have love. Hello, my name is Mark Flattery and I serve as president of Network 21-1. Thank you, friends at Owasso First Assembly for joining us in the journey to present the gospel to 100 million individuals via the internet. We believe that in the last days, the Lord will pour out his Holy Spirit one more time on all flesh and on a global scale. We're preparing for a great harvest now by planting the seeds of the gospel into the hearts of people worldwide. As people go online searching for answers to the dilemmas of life, they give Network 211 an open door into their hearts to share the love of Jesus Christ and to give them hope. Hope is the oxygen of the soul. Hope to be victorious today. Hope for a better future. We lead them to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the giver of hope. It is with your partnership that we can present the gospel to 50 million more individuals and complete Project 100 million by the end of 2028. Together, we can breathe life into their souls by giving them the hope of Jesus Christ. May God bless you. Each day, Google processes over 3.5 billion online searches. The average internet user searches Google more than three times per day. We search for everything from shopping deals to driving directions. At the same time, people are also searching for answers to some of life's greatest issues. Anxiety, brokenness, guilt, fear, and loss of love. The internet gives people the anonymity to search for answers to questions they might never discuss with even their closest family or friends. Frequently, these life issues can lead to debilitating fear, depression, pain, and far too often, suicide. We think that any person, anywhere on earth with questions that important, deserves the answer of Jesus in their internet search. Network 211 is online to ensure that the gospel appears on those search results. Through the use of keyword research and online ads, we have shared the gospel with people in 244 countries and territories. Since 2008, we have averaged one person receiving an interactive gospel presentation every 8.7 seconds. Every 3.1 minutes, someone in the world makes an evangelism response. But our work doesn't stop there. After sharing who Christ is, we encourage users to send us messages with their questions, prayer requests, and decisions to follow Jesus. One of our one-to-one -one connectors responds in their native language and often in the same country. Connectors journey with these hurting individuals with the end goal of helping them find a Christian community of faith. We walk with them from their first search to finding a local church. 
we've provided these personal discipleship connections to hundreds of thousands of individuals worldwide. Network 211 is grateful to the Lord and ministry partners like you for the results God's provided worldwide. Here are some of those amazing results because of those partnerships and God's blessings. The statistics are important because they represent people, individuals like you and me who need to hear the truth of Jesus Christ. Their stories are powerful, often desperate, and just as often miraculous. I bow my life, I fix my eyes on Christ 
Worship with us this morning. Joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of 
joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy, oh, the joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, oh, oh he is my hope. The joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Second Kings 22.8 says, Hilkiah the high priest said to Saphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Saphan who read it. The new king Josiah sent priests to clean and repair the temple of Solomon. During the cleanup, they discovered the Bible. As they read it, they wept and repented. The ways of God were restored and the blessing of God returned to the nation. Their revival started with the word of God being found. Jesus gives us the parable of the farmer who sows seed. Mark 4.14 declares that the seed is the word of God. He said the farmer sows the word. Seed can be kept alive even though it seems to be dead. It can hold on to the DNA of the original fruit and the original plant for generations. It may not look like much laying there under the rubble of generational music styles or governance models and the numerous annual vision campaigns of previous leaders. But once discovered and planted, it has the same church in it as the one planted on the day of Pentecost. What would happen if the Bible was put back at the center of every Christian life? What would happen if we could find a pathway to truth through the clutter of the world and the church. What would happen if we could call the whole church onto a journey back into the original DNA of the New Testament church that still resides inside the Bible? That is what Bible Engagement Project is. It is a well-designed plan and process that leads people through all the clutter, misunderstanding, and ignorance about the Bible and back to clear understanding of the truth. It helps people engage and re-engage with the Bible. BEP is everywhere a cell phone is. BEP fits into every level of ability to understand. BEP fits into every family makeup. BEP, Bible Engagement Project, fits into the multiple ministry environments of the local church. It comes to us in understandable levels and build level upon level so that everyone can grasp it. The goal of Bible Engagement Project is twofold. First, to reestablish the Bible into its rightful place in the life of Christians and the church. And second, to empower the church and its families to disciple the next generation of believers and generations to come. The executive presbytery of the Assemblies of God, who spent millions of dollars developing the process for the project, said, it must be in every church and every home and help every Christian on their journey to maturity. So we must give it away. We means us, not just them, but you and me. I am asking you to join us in this endeavor to put the Bible back into its rightful place in the church and society. With your help, we will release it to every church in America, no matter what the denomination and we will release it to every nation of the world, no matter what the language. John introduced Jesus, the star of Christmas, to the world as the Word. 
What a better gift to give the world for Christmas than a beautifully wrapped gift of the Bible. God bless you as you consider helping us support this project to change the world by reintroducing the Bible into every aspect of life. And BEP, it'll do it. God bless you and thanks for the help.
so often I, I think of it in these terms. So what's the takeaway from today? What is it that you need to know? What do you need to do based on what you've heard today, what's been presented today? I think there's two things that apply for all of us. Number one, I want to remind you that God's desire for you is that your life would be filled with hope, with joy, and with love. It's so easy to let all of the things of life crowd in. Jesus talked about that in the parable of the sower. And when the things of the world crowd in, they can choke the very life out of you. But God came in the form of a baby, and he came to give us life and life abundantly. God wants you today to experience hope that never fails, joy that never quits, and a love that will surround you, sustain you, and take you all the way through this life and into the next. It's found through faith in Jesus Christ. If you've never made that commitment, what a wonderful season to start a journey with him. If you've not made that commitment in a moment, I'm going to pray, and I invite you to join me in that prayer. But I, I want to go a step further than just those who may not know Christ. I want to ask all of those in the room with me who profess to be a follower of Christ to look at your life right now. And is your life filled with hope? Is your life filled with joy? Is it filled with love? God is a God of fullness. God is a God of the overflow. He's a God of abundance. And I want to encourage you today not to allow the enemy to throw guilt on you right now, but to allow the Savior to bring provision to your life. If you're lacking today, I encourage you to reach out and say, God, I need those things in my life. I need them in abundance. You know, it's, it's my experience, my observation that for us to walk in the fullness of God, it has to be a daily commitment. It has to be something that we every day begin with and we start with. And I know this, that when every day we start the day off and all day long we walk with God and we let Jesus be the Lord of our lives, that his hope, his joy, his love will fill our hearts. Would you bow your heads with me all across the room for just a moment? you're here today to say, Pastor, I need hope in my life. I need joy in my life. I need love in my life. Those things are not to the level that God wants me to have. And I need those things today. And I know they only come through Christ, but I want Jesus to fill me with hope and with joy and with love. If that's you, would you raise your hand all across the room? How many would there be? That's what I need today, Pastor. I need that in my life. Christians and non-Christians alike. I need that in my life. I need it in abundance. You know, Jesus came because we're not perfect. That we fall drastically short of what God has for us. But through him, we're made complete. If you're watching online and you need that prayer in your life today, I encourage you to, to join in on that prayer. How many of you will join me in with this commitment? I want God to keep me continually full of hope, of joy, and love that comes from him. Would you raise your hand with me all across the room? 
Would you stand with me? I'm going to pray right now and join me in this prayer. Would you please, everybody stand with me. God, today we're overwhelmed as we think of the love and the grace that you've given to us. Things that we did not earn or deserve, but because of your goodness. When we were enemies, you initiated reconciliation, offering us to be part of your family. And everyone who receives you, to them you give power to be a child of God. God, I thank you today that you are faithful and good. And I thank you, Lord, now that we have the privilege of not only receiving your hope, your joy, your love, but also of giving it. Lord, I pray as we give this offering in a few moments that you will help us to know that we're providing things that people need in a spiritual level. Thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll remain standing for a minute, we're going to sing another, the rest of this song again. And I'm going to invite you to come and bring your offering to the front. If you need to give online or, or uh, through your text to give, the key word will be gift today, G-I-F-T. You can bring a cash offering and bring it here to the front. There are buckets all across the front. I want you to give the best offering that you can. I've never ever tried to put you under pressure to give. I never try to make it uh, a compulsory or any kind of guilt thing. But at this church, we give joyfully because God's been so good to us. We call this offering the Christmas gift for Jesus. Earlier, one of the videos, they asked the kids, what would you like to give Jesus? And one said a puppy. I really don't think Jesus needs a puppy. But if you could ask the Lord what he wants, I know what he would say. I want people to know my word. I want people to know me and find out in their midst of struggles, there is hope. I want people in the Arab countries of the world to have people who are trained in the word of God to advance God's kingdom. That's what our offerings do today. Thank you for being such a generous church for so many. We've done this at least 23 years. I don't know if they did ever before I got here. This is the 23rd time for me to be part of a Christmas gift for Jesus. We've given to orphanages and Bible schools and, and everything you can imagine. We've given to Global University many times and all sorts of things. And the offering today is certainly going to make an impact on many people for the kingdom of God. As they sing this song, if you would, bring your offering to the front. You can put it in one of the buckets all across the front area here and worship the Lord as you give. <laughs> 